Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Glow Girl. I'm Tracy White, as always, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Um, let's learn together and grow together and shine bright together. Um, on this week's show, we're talking about an annoying upcoming bit of planetary fuckery. And I'm also going to be telling you about some crystals that might be helpful additions to your practice as we roll into the upcoming fall season. Um, before we get to all that though, so a couple days ago, I was picking up some groceries at this cute little local market where everything is more expensive than it needs to be. Uh, you know, the type of market, they just have all of this, they have great produce and like specialty items and an awesome deli and bakery. And it's just, it's my favorite kind of little place, but I can't go there all the time because it's dangerous to the pocketbook. So anyway, while I was waiting to check out, uh, I was glancing at the magazine racks and instead of like when you're at target and it's full of like us weekly and people magazines and things like that, um, everything at this place that they carried was magazines that were like recipes and decorating and gardening magazines. So I'm starting to realize that maybe this cute, expensive little store is geared toward old ladies. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry that I was there. Anyway, as I was perusing the magazines, uh, waiting in a line full of other little old ladies, uh, they're in the middle of all of those decorating and gardening and uh, baking magazines was a little yellow gem that I wanted to tell you about in case you don't know, um, it was the farmer's almanac. So if you live in the Midwest, like I do, or you're from any kind of farming family like me, uh, your grandparents probably got one of these every year and it was probably, you know, in the, in the junk drawer or right on the kitchen table or, you know, on one of your end tables all the time. It was probably always around. Maybe you just stopped noticing it because it was just sort of part of, the decor, maybe at your grandparents' house, uh, or maybe one of your aunt and uncles or something. So even if your family wasn't into farming or gardening or anything like that, you've probably seen a farmer's almanac, but maybe you don't know what's in there because maybe you're not a farmer and you've never picked one up and you thought, I don't need a farmer's almanac because I am not farming. But what does all of this have to do with the woo nature of this podcast I'm getting to the point here. So the farmer's almanac is all about growing things, cooking good food and weather predictions for the upcoming year to plant accordingly. What you might not know about what's in there is that there's also a wealth of information in this little yellow book about astrology and astronomy. So farmers, native cultures, and most of our ancestors all believed in planting, harvesting, and maintaining crops and resources using the phases Um, of the moon and some using also the Zodiac signs of the moon. So even our maybe ultra conservative, uh, farmer ancestors may not have necessarily believed in the study of astrology, but I promise you they used it. So what the almanac contains is uh, a list of significant transits of the year, uh, astrological transits, things like Mercury retrogrades, 
Um, and then also the different times and phases of the moon and how to plant during certain phases of the moon, how to harvest during certain phases of the moon. And then there's also a whole listing of what the new and full moon, uh, Zodiac signs are going to be and what are good things to be doing, uh, with regards to cooking or gardening, or just maintaining your own homesteads resources during those times. Uh, you know, things like during the Virgo moon, we want to be taking stock of our resources. We want to be harvesting things, canning things, putting things away for the cooler weather months, uh, just like the moon that we just came out of. So it's just very interesting information. So if you happen to see a farmer's almanac, and this is something you might be interested in, um, grab one in 2022, grab one at the beginning of the year. Uh, if you, if you do garden, it's perfect. There's great information in there for following for how you want to plant, uh, no matter what growing zone you're in. And even if you're just interested in the different, um, advice that it has for doing different things during different signs and phases of the moon, it's worth the couple of dollars. This little book costs just for that information. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, farmer's almanac might be a great little book to add to your green and kitchen witchery guides, uh, and, and your collections. So, um, speaking of the mercury retrograde, as I did a second ago, let's talk about this week's astrology just real quick. So this week, there is one main thing that's kind of happening that I want to talk about. We are not yet in the mercury retrograde period, but it is coming. And I want to kind of give you an update about what's happening so that we can all be on the same page here. So, uh, this fall, uh, well, I guess this pre fall Virgo season, we have a mercury retrograde that is happening on September 27th. We talked about this a little bit last week with um, the dates that Mercury is going to be in the sign of Libra. It's going to be, uh, you know, from early September until early November. So a quite a long time for Mercury who usually hangs out in one sign for about three weeks. It's a long period of time. And whenever we see Mercury or whenever we see Mercury in one sign for a long period of time like that, we can be assured that there's a retrograde happening in that time frame. So that is what is happening. Uh, we are currently as the publication of this podcast in the Mercury retrograde shadow period. Okay. Mercury retrograde lasts about three ish weeks, but there's a shadow period that happens before the retrograde and after the retrograde. And it's just sort of when Mercury is slowing down, stationing, coming to a little bit of a grind before it starts the retrograde motion, that sort of backwards energetic motion. That is what we feel when we feel that uncomfortable Mercury retrograde timeframe. We've all heard of it. We all kind of understand what that means and what we know about it. Um, Mercury retrograde is a time when we can see issues with communication. We can see issues with our technology, with our vehicles, uh, all the things that Mercury rules. So our mental processing, um, our anxiety can sometimes be ramped up during Mercury retrograde. We can have trouble communicating. We can have trouble getting our words out clearly or being understood. 
things like that. So during the Mercury retrograde shadow period that happens again for 10 to 14 days before 10 to 14 days after the Mercury retrograde, it's a big chunk of time that we're feeling this energy. Now the pre retrograde shadow period for a lot of people is harder than the Mercury retrograde itself. So if you are one of those people that feels like you get hit by a bus someday and you're just like, what happened? I thought Mercury wasn't retrograding yet. It may be shadow period. It may be the shadow, the retro shade is hitting you like a ton of bricks. And I know this happens to a lot of people. So if that's something that you know that you are a little bit sensitive to, if you are somebody who is uh, a Mercury ruled sign like Virgo or Gemini. So maybe you have a Mercury uh, ruled Virgo or Gemini sun, or you are a Virgo or Gemini rising. Uh, or if you know the placement of Mercury in your chart and you know that you have uh, Mercury in uh, the sign of Libra or in the sign of Aries, this Mercury retrograde might be a little bit harder for you. So just pay attention to that. Um, people who, especially people who have a Gemini or Virgo rising, please pay attention to this. If you have a Gemini or Virgo rising, you are a sign that is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is your ruling planet. When Mercury retrogrades, which happens three to four times a year, this can sometimes make you feel like you've been hit by a ton of bricks. Okay. It may affect you physically. It may be a time when your immune system feels lower or you feel lower energy, or you have like brain fog and you feel like you're scrambling for information, or it might be that your anxiety is on edge and you just feel like you can't get a hold of it. If you are a Virgo or Gemini rising, just make sure that you're paying attention to the signs that your body is giving you practice the grounding techniques that you have at your disposal. If you have resources like therapy medications, um, you know, any kind of, any kind of holistic treatments, anything like that, that helps you, uh, to be able to process this excessive and confusing energy, make sure that you're doing those things, especially during this retrograde period. So, um, like I said, we are currently in the, uh, pre retrograde shadow period, uh, from now until September 27th on September 27th. Uh, which is just a couple days after Libra season rolls around, uh, we will be moving into Mercury in Libra retrograde. Okay. Okay. So that Mercury retrograde that, uh, in Libra will be taking place from September 27th until October 17th. And then we have that little bit of shadow period at the end, which takes us into the very beginning of November. So a big chunk of time from now until the beginning of November that we're going to be feeling like this mercury retrograde energy sort of has a little bit of a hold on us. Now we have talked a million, million times uh, about mercury retrograde on this podcast. Just a quick reminder before mercury retrograde actually starts, you know, plowing into our lives, make sure that you are doing what you can to prepare for it. Right. Don't be scared be prepared. That's what we do with a Mercury retrograde. Mercury is a trickster planet 
the things that go on with a mercury retrograde are usually things that are annoying or irritating. They're delays, they're confusions, they're miscommunications. They're just like misfires of things. And they're usually temporary. Okay. It's going to feel like things are super annoying, super irritating. Why isn't this going my way? Why can't I just do this? Why can't they understand me? But it's just temporary. Okay. None of these things are usually long-term major issues. Um, if you are prepared for them, if you're prepared for things to sometimes be delayed, sometimes things take a little bit longer. Sometimes you need to be a little bit more clear with your words, uh, when communicating with people, um, you know, these are going to be things that are going to help you be able to navigate this mercury retrograde uh, a little bit better. Now, mercury is going to be retrograding in the sign of Libra. Okay. Libra is a sign. We've talked a lot about Libra recently because we talked about how all of the signs of the Zodiac are represented by a living being, except for Libra. Libra is represented by a machine, by a set of scales. Libra is the sign of balance, but Libra is also ruled by the planet Venus. Okay. Libra is um, at the heart of things about relationships and in balance in relationships. So that's one thing that we focus on is balance is, is equity is, you know, the sort of meeting in the middle of, of the interested parties. Okay. And so when we have this mercury retrograde in Libra, one thing that we're going to be seeing is a focus on our relationships and equity in those relationships, you know, and you're probably going to be feeling and hearing from people about how something in whatever relationship we're talking about here is it's not fair. It's not fair. There's a focus on justice. I'm not getting what I need out of this relationship. You're not doing enough. You're not giving as much as I'm giving. I'm not getting what I need from you. It's a big give and take push and pull energy. And what we need to do here is these are probably not brand new issues. They're probably underlying things that are just coming to the surface. And now they're itchy and irritating because Mercury is retrograde and Libra wants us to be valued and get what we deserve out of life and have justice for all of our situations. And we're going to want to talk about that. The problem is that during Mercury retrograde, our words can sometimes be misunderstood. Our intent can be misread. Uh, if you are texting with people, be very clear or just call them because those text messages are going to be misunderstood. Okay. Double triple check the things that you send to people before you send them. Um, you know, this is a time when mistakes of intent are probably going to be more apparent and rampant and they can cause big delays. They can cause, uh, you know, bumpy relationship issues. So pay attention to those things. Just understand that this mercury retrograde is focused really about relating with people, how we partner, how we meet in the middle, how we find balance, how we find equity and how we get what we need from each other. And using our words is one really good way to ensure that we're all kind of on the same page with things, 
but just prepare to be misunderstood. You know, you may need to find the right way to express yourself more than once during this Mercury retrograde. So, uh, another, another thing that Libra kind of rules for us is our personal resources, our money, the money that belongs to us. Okay. And sometimes during a Mercury retrograde, we want things. This Libra energy makes us want things and shipping orders, uh, are going to be delayed. Okay. We're already seeing before we're even moving into this retrograde that we're, we're, having some global, uh, supply chain issues, just know that things that you're trying to get a hold of right now, things that you want, things that you feel that you need ways that you are feeling like shoring up your personal resources. These are issues that are going to be exacerbated during this mercury retrograde period. Okay. So just pay attention to what's happening here. Know that there will be delays plan on those delays. Uh, I'm talking to you. I'm also talking to myself. I'm waiting for a brand new desk to come. It was supposed to be here days ago. I don't know if I'll ever see it again. I'm really hoping so. I ordered it so that it would be here before Mercury retrograde hit. Clearly I wasn't doing enough. So I'm trying to talk myself into being patient and being prepared for this delay. Uh, It isn't helping, but knowing that there's a planet I can blame for this uh, it does take the sting out of it a little bit. So, um, just be aware of those things now, this mercury retrograde. Uh, so like I said, this is going until, uh, October 17th, uh, plan on that time frame. If there are things you can delay, like big purchases or signing contracts, if it's possible for you to delay those perfect, go ahead and do that. You know, giving yourself a little bit of forward motion energy when you sign big things or buy big things is always helpful. If you can't, that's completely understandable, right? This Mercury retrograde happens three to four times a year. And that's it's three to six weeks if you count the shadow period each time. We can't not live our lives. We can't not make decisions. We can't not buy things or sign on home purchases or start new jobs or anything like that during these times, we can't pause our entire lives for six week chunks, three to four times a year. Okay. We just can't, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to be scared of mercury retrograde. Don't be scared. Be prepared. Okay. When I say be prepared, part of it is mental preparedness. So prepare yourself for if you are buying a house during a mercury retrograde, just know that there may be some delays in the process. There might be some hurdles in the mortgage underwriting. There might be some delays in getting moved into that house. This is what happened to me. I bought a house, started the process during a mercury retrograde, didn't get into the house until the next mercury retrograde, almost four months later, you know, it was a long process and it was made much longer I believe by the planetary energy under which I started the process. So just know that things that you begin during a Mercury retrograde, um, you know, may come back around. That's one thing that Mercury retrograde does. It brings things back around. And that brings me to my next and final point about Mercury retrograde during a Mercury retrograde, people from your past may come back around. Okay. Uh, I have heard this term when talking about exes popping back up into your lives, uh, called getting retrosexual. So if you, uh, want to do that, great, 
have fun with that. Just know that it might be just be temporary. Uh, I know there are some of you out there who seem to have some, you know, old flames or previous contacts pop up into your inbox or your DMS every single mercury retrograde. They just, I don't know why I was just thinking about you weird. You don't think there's a planetary reason for that. There might just be. So if those people pop up, just know it might just be that they're feeling this energy too. And they're like, Hmm, thinking about people from my past. Maybe I'll just like reach out to her, see what's going on with her. Maybe a little booty call, just put the feelers out there, see what's happening. That kind of thing can happen a lot more during the mercury retrograde. If you want to, you know, if you want to connect fine, uh, you know, it may just be a temporary thing because by the time mercury retrograde ends, they may have cycled out of that energy, you know, or you may have, and you may go your own way. Um, but mercury retrograde can bring an opportunity to connect with people from our past. People may come back around into our lives. We may bump into people that we haven't seen in years, uh, either online or in person. So just know that that's something that can sometimes come around to people, things, situations from our past. So we are going to pay a couple of quick bills, uh, a moment, and then I'm going to tell you about, uh, a couple of new crystals that I got this week. Um, I bought a bunch and I'm really excited to, over the course of the next couple of shows, tell you about some crystals that maybe you don't know a lot about and, uh, explain to you how you might be able to use them in your life. So I do love crystals and I'm going to share these with you. Uh, hang on one sec. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of our sponsors. Let me share some numbers with you. I have 22 tabs open on my laptop right now. I have 35 items on my to-do list this week. There are only 24 hours in a day. And apparently we're supposed to prepare and eat three whole meals. Also, I don't know who made this rule, but I would like to file a complaint. You know what makes all of this number crunching easier? Every plate. Meal planning can feel like one more item on an endless to-do list, but every plate provides easy to follow recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients so you can spend less time prepping and cooking and more time enjoying good food with your family or loved ones. Every plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week featuring large ranges of flavors and ingredients that you'll never get bored of. Yesterday in my house, we made every plate's uh, chicken scallopini, and it came with all the fresh ingredients we needed. We put it together in about a half an hour and everyone in this house loved it. My six-year-old even helped with some of the cooking and she ate everything on her plate. And if like me, budgeting is one of the items on your endless to-do list, you'll especially love that every plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. It's known as America's best value meal kit for a reason. I used to think meal kits were too expensive, but every plate is the same deliciousness at a much lower price. Think of it this way. One meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee. Those are some numbers I like. With our special offer, you can get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code glowgirl199. That's everyplate.com, code glowgirl199. After countless hours spent jumping through jewelry store hoops in search of the engagement ring of your dreams, the last thing your man wants to do is run the same gauntlet again for his wedding band. Now, thanks to Manly Bands, he doesn't have to, which is truly a godsend for brides and grooms alike. Manly Bands is ha has awesome wedding bands and just about every type of earthly material imaginable, even some materials from space. 
Mike had the opportunity to choose a manly band and it took him a while to decide because there are so many options. He ended up choosing a ring called the Ruler, which is a cobalt chrome ring with a brushed finish. It is very distinguished, you guys. And it's a ring that he actually likes to wear. We were both super impressed with the quality and have they have so many options for sizing and customization. It was very cool. After choosing wedding rings ourselves back in 2008, our tastes have definitely changed over the years. And this is a ring that he really likes to wear today. To get started ordering your own Manly Band, have your guy order the Manly Ring Sizer from Manly Bands to ensure that his ring will fit perfectly during work and play. Once he knows his size, it's time for the fun part. Manly Bands has an insane selection of materials to choose from. Gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, and even the meteorites that killed them. He can also choose from curated collections like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection. Yes, wood from whiskey barrels. And if he's feeling even more creative, he can customize his band from scratch, choosing the style, material, inlay, sleeve, and finish. Once he's selected his band, Manly Bands offers free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and a free warranty. So while there might be only a 50% chance of your marriage working out, there's a 100% chance that he's going to love this band. To order his Manly Band to get 21% off plus a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com slash glowgirl. That's manlybands.com slash glowgirl for 21% off. Manly Bands, the best damn rings, period. Okay, so recently I had some friends in town and we all have girls. We all have girl children. And we had a bunch of birthdays that sort of all occurred at the same time. And so like any good witchy auntie, I went to the crystal store and I bought them all crystals. Uh, I don't know how my friends felt about that, about me giving their children crystals, but the kids were super happy with the beautiful little jewels that I bought for all of them. And, you know, maybe it will make them be more interested in woo things and maybe it won't, uh, you know, and maybe they'll become geologists one day. So when my friends are, uh, you know, in really fancy retirement homes, uh, someday down the road, they'll thank me for this. So anyway, while I was there, I couldn't not buy something for myself. So I, uh, filled up my little basket with a ton of crystals that I did not have in my collection. And it was, it was like that day, the rocks were speaking to me. There were certain things that I just needed to have in my life. And it was like, Oh, I've never, I never had the opportunity to buy this before. I've never seen this one before. I definitely need this. This meaning makes so much sense to me right now. So it was a fortuitous, uh, trip to the crystal store. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I did not ask for a receipt because I didn't want my husband to see what I was spending. And I came home with some, uh, pretty energetic stones that I am excited to tell you about. So I bought a lot. I'm going to tell you about two of them today and we'll kind of deep dive into those a little bit. And then, um, in the future, I'll tell you about some of the other stones that I bought because I'm very excited about using them. And I want to give you, uh, a little bit of my experience uh, you know, as I'm incorporating them into my practice too. So the first one that I want to tell you about that I bought is blue kyanite. And you may have seen this one. Um, it's not an uncommon stone. It's one that I had seen and heard of before, uh, but just not one that I had in my collection. So when you're at certain crystal stores, they may have, um, 
they may have little paper slips with the stones kind of telling you about them, uh, or they may have a sign that gives you some information about the stone. You can always, uh, you know, choose a stone and not know anything about it and then take it home and research it yourself, which is what I like to do too. Um, the blue kyanite, uh, in my research, I just, I felt like I needed it. It's just a tiny little sliver of a stone. Um, you know, it's flat and it's sort of, uh, grayish, uh, grayish stone with a blue band through the middle. Um, you know, it's a pretty little thing. It's not fancy. Uh, I just, it just felt good. I liked it. So I brought it home, did a little research. Uh, blue kyanite is a good stone for working with the throat chakra. So working through and working with communication issues, when your throat chakra is blocked, you may have trouble speaking your mind. You may have trouble speaking your truth, uh, you know, or you may just have communication problems in general. So bringing this home, uh, on the eve of a mercury retrograde made a lot of sense for me, right? Blue kyanite is a great stone to have around when a mercury retrograde is upon us. Okay. This is also a great stone. If you are somebody who has trouble speaking your mind, speaking your truth, standing up for yourself. Okay. This is a stone that also pulls very high vibrations through the third eye chakra, uh, which is something that is sort of about our clairs, right? Um, bringing messages in from other realms. Um, it can in- assist in our psychic intuition, um, help us recall our dreams, and it can also help with astral travel, which is something that I have no experience with, but would love to talk to somebody further about. I find this fascinating. Now, blue kyanite um, can also help balance the yin and yang energies in your body. So the masculine and feminine energies Um, It can align us a little bit and help create a stronger aura. Physically, uh, certain stones can help us physically. I don't know the energetic science here, but blue kyanite um, helps keep bone marrow cells and tissue healthy. Also assists in brain and neurological function and helps sinus issues. So all of these all of these key factors in this blue kyanite made a lot of sense with a lot of things that are going on in my life right now. Okay. So blue kyanite is a mineral that can be found all throughout the world. Um, it has a lot of, uh, mineral deposits located in places like Brazil, Mexico, South Africa, Kenya. So it is sort of a, uh, warmer weather stone in where it is mined primarily. Um, blue kyanite is also oftentimes found alongside quartz, which only makes it more powerful. Quartz is a natural enhancer and will help to amplify any effect that blue kyanite emits. So if you have quartz, uh, a lot of us have a clear, clear quartz, crystal quartz, um, your blue kyanite and your quartz, uh, will be good friends. If you want to keep them, keep them together, work with them at the same time. Um, so blue kyanite, like I said, it can help sort of expand and enhance our psychic abilities. Um, it helps us to understand knowledge and energy that's coming at us from different frequencies, which is interesting. Um, a lot of people say to keep a piece of blue kyanite by your bedside before you go to sleep, because as your physical body falls asleep, your mind can experience its own nightly journey. While you're asleep, your mind may be constantly trying to decipher and understand dreams and details that you're receiving. So the blue kyanite can sort of help us to retain that information that we're getting during our dreams and be able to process it a little bit better. Maybe understand and remember what our dreams and messages are that we're getting while we're sleeping. 
uh, blue kyanite is interesting in that it doesn't need to be cleansed. So this is not a stone that you would want. It's a silicate. So it's not a stone that you would want to put in any kind of water. You wouldn't use moon water to cleanse this type of stone. Uh, but it also doesn't need to be cleansed under a moon, you know, under the moon, it doesn't need to be smoke cleansed. It, it doesn't need that because it is, um, it is a stone that doesn't absorb any negative energies. Uh, so it's a great tool for most practitioners, uh, regardless of your level. Um, a lot of people who, uh, practitioners who practice Reiki will like to use blue kyanite, um, as an energy healer too. Um, and then alongside with the dream decoding blue kyanite can be very useful with, like I said, astral projection. So I don't know a lot about astral projection. I'm very fascinated by it. Um, but blue kyanite can help us attune to realms beyond our own consciousness and understanding. Um, it can push you into a state of ascension. And so you'll notice yourself, uh, not only absorbing energy, but grounding it. So it's very, uh, very important tool for any and all spiritual work that you might be doing. So blue kyanite, um, fascinating little stone. I'm going to keep this one by my bedside and, uh, I'll check back in with you and let you know if I'm recalling or, um, learning new information from my dreams. Uh, if you are somebody who dream journals, blue kyanite might also be a really great uh, stone to add to your bedside to help you be able to put that information into the journal as soon as you wake up. So part of that practice. Uh, now the other stone that I picked up at the crystal store is called crocodile Jasper. And it's also known as known as Kambaba Jasper. Okay. Now this is, I got a very tiny little piece. It's a very dark green and it has these pretty round, lighter green inclusions in it. It, I was drawn to it because it's, it's a beautiful little stone. Um, what I didn't know was kind of what the meaning of it was. I brought it home and researched it a little bit more when I got it here. And that was where I became fascinated by this stone. So crocodile Jasper or Kambaba Jasper, um, is called the Supreme nurturer stone. It soothes nerves and state of mind. It's good for grounding protection and absorbs negativity. It helps with dietary stabilization, assimilation of vitamins and minerals and cleansing the body of toxins. Now I've talked maybe a little bit on the show in the past about how, um, I have a, a small genetic disorder, I guess you would call it, um, where I have trouble assimilating and methylating certain vitamins and minerals. And so this stone is supposed to help with that. Fascinating to me. Um, I'm also using, uh, you know, non-crystal science to help methylate my vitamins properly. So don't come at me woo doctors. I understand. I use science too. I promise. Um, this stone can also bring growth, creativity, prosperity, and abundance, which are all wonderful things that we want. Um, perfect energy for the fall time too, when we're sort of harvesting and, um, you know, reaping what we've sown throughout the year. Um, this stone can help calm emotions and anxiety, alleviate worry. Uh, I need these things. Thank you. Uh, cleanses the aura balances chakras and can enhance the powers of observation and patience. Uh, it says that it's also called the detective stone, which I found fascinating. I am a, a digger of information, uh, both professionally and personally, uh, I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart and I like to get to the bottom of everything, every little mystery that there is. Um, 
the last thing that it says about the stone is that it can aid us in contacting our ancestors and connecting with them. Now, this time of year as we're moving into, um, a lot of different cultures, uh, spiritual feast times where we're connecting with ancestors, remembering ancestors, um, you know, and just trying to, uh, understand our place within sort of the spiritual family that we're a part of a stone like crocodile Jasper, Kumbaba Jasper can be really helpful with sort of assisting us in that. So my thought was that this stone could be something that could be really helpful if I have an altar to sort of ancestral, um, spirits or to my, you know, to my ancestors or people that have passed. So, um, I'm, I love this stone. I feel like it's really perfect for this time of year as well. Uh, now Kambaba Jasper, uh, or crocodile Jasper is formed primarily in Madagascar and South Africa. So it is a, uh, stone that kind of come, the color of it comes from a blue green algae and it has a lot of, um, sort of fossil kind of inclusions to it. The piece I bought is actually polished and it's, it's very beautiful. I would love to have a piece of jewelry with this crocodile Jasper sometime. Um, it's, it's popular for healing and spiritual use. And so wearing a stone like this, I think wouldn't be, um, an energy that would be too strong. So, um, this stone is also one of peace, tranquility, and fertility. So it can sort of remind us of that gift of life and our connection to all of living things past, present, and future. So when we're talking about connecting with nature, you know, that rich dark green earth color, and also connecting with our past, connecting with our ancestors, um, it's a stone that can be commonly used in meditation, uh, because it helps to provide that peace and tranquility. Um, it can remove blockages in the heart and base chakras to dispel worry and negativity and allow a clear path for clarity and serenity to flow. These are things I need help with. Meditation is hard for me. I've talked about this before. I have a lot of trouble focusing my mind. I have a lot of trouble turning my mind off and just listening to myself, uh, and, and what's going on spiritually that, that is very tough for me. Um, I'm sure there's probably an ADHD diagnosis coming as well. That will answer a lot of questions, but in the meantime, when meditation is tough, I think crocodile Jasper will be a really nice addition to that practice. And, you know, maybe I'll get five minutes out of it next time instead of three, who knows I'm going to try, I'm going to give it a shot. So, um, the thing I really like the most about this, uh, Kumbaba Jasper, crocodile Jasper, um, is that it, it really helps with negativity and dispelling that and living with less negativity and having a more peaceful, I guess, space. So my thought too, was to get maybe more pieces of this and place them around my house, especially in the common areas uh, you know, and, and maybe in the doorway areas, I, the piece that I bought was very tiny. I could very easily put it above the door ledge, uh, you know, for my front door and my back door. And when people come in, maybe they get, maybe they get a little bit of that negativity dispelled by this tiny little pretty stone. Um, it can be hard when you have people coming in and out of your house all day, uh, you know, in and out of work, in and out of school, in and out of, you know, different situations where you're bringing frustrations and, um, you know, energetic shifts home with you. And, you know, every little bit of 
uh, help that you can get is, is wonderful. And I am not above, uh, using crystals to kind of help cleanse the, the energetic space so that my home life can be a little bit calmer and more soothing and more peaceful in, you know, in the evenings when we're all gathered together. So, um, those are the two that I have to talk to you about today. Um, I did want to say too, I, I did a little bit of research on the astrology of these two stones. Kambaba Jasper, um, is believed to connect more with cancers and Capricorns, uh, more so than the other Zodiac signs. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. Um, the blue kyanite, uh, has a connection more with the signs of Gemini and Pisces. So wherever these, and, and listen, remember too, that we're all made up of all of the signs of the Zodiac. And so if there's a part of your chart that is struggling right now, a part of your chart that is, um, experiencing some upheaval, uh, you know, there might be a crystal out there for you that will work to help, uh, dispel some of that energy to soothe some of that energy, to be able to work out solutions in that area where you're experiencing some turmoil. So, uh, for me, these are extremely helpful and, um, I can't wait to work with them more. Uh, next week, I'm going to tell you about a couple more crystals that I bought during my prolific shopping trip. And, um, if there's some crystals that you want to know more about, let me know. I'm not above going out and, and just buying some more for the sake of the show and for the sake of my collection. So, you know, I'll do anything. I'll do anything for you guys promise. Um, so that is what I have for today. Uh, everybody take care out there. Uh, be safe in this Mercury retrograde shadow period. Um, thank you all for joining me today as always. Be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of Glow Girl. Uh, as usual, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Glow Girl Pod. Uh, make sure you're tuning into the rest of the Girls Girls Media Multiverse of Podcasts this week. We're on the air just about every single day, and there's something for everybody out there. Uh, also membership has opened up for our exclusive Facebook group, the girls, girls community. If you're not a member yet, you should definitely come and join us. Uh, I'm there, Brittany and Meredith from our flagship girls, girls podcast show are there. All the rest of our girls, girls, media hosts and friends of the pod are in there. And that's where we like to spend all of our time in our favorite little social media haven. So come be our friends, please. Glow girl is a production of girls, girls media. And our music today is by the amazing Breakmaster cylinder. Shine bright, glow girls.